I learned something new today on uh, a TikTok. This it was this real, and and I it said, um, did you know that a, a woman's feet can determine how much they like you? What? Yeah, if their if their feet are up by their ears, they really like you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. If my yeah. feet are ever up by my ears again, nine one one. But my back's broke. Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. What are we talking about? First of all, I think we need to shout out to Lowbrow Customs for the awesome swag packs that they sent us this week. Yes, I agree. Lowbrow. Holy crap. That was awesome. Thank you, Tyler and all of the people over at Lowbrow Customs for the cool stuff that y'all sent us. That was a really cool box. I'm going to throw that dick of cards in my backpack. (laughs) You got a card of dicks? Yeah, he just said dick of cards. Yeah. No. Yeah. Isn't that what you call it? Mike's got those Adam and Eve cards. I didn't open (laughs) mine. Maybe I need to open mine. It's it's another word for a porch. Well, I'm not setting on any dick. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dust. Yes. What's on the agenda for the topics tonight? What we're going to be diving into is kind of what's going on with Kawasaki, Honda, and Indian tonight. We kind of wanted to cover like more brands, but we figured we could talk for at least an hour in this. But just to see what's kind of new and what's going on with those three manufacturers. And there's a lot. But before we get started, we got a couple of announcements we want to make. Now, as everybody knows, it's February. We've talked about this before, but just so everybody knows, all of our Patreon dollars that we earn in this month will go to Jared Weems' charity for the Forgotten Angels. Yes. Hell of a dude. Hell of a charity. Yep. So if you want to learn about the charity and what Jared's got going on, go to 5dirtybikers.com. We have a news section you can go check out. You can learn a little more about it. On a note of that, we want to thank all of our patrons, all our Miraculous Merkins, and, and all the other tiers we have. We appreciate your guys' support. So speaking of February, yesterday was Groundhog Day. <laughs> that motherfucker didn't see his shadow either. No, he did. Uh-oh. He did. He did see his shadow. Oh, fuck. What How do you mean? know if he sees his shadow? Because it's predetermined. <laughs> oh, no, he did see a shadow. So that means six more weeks of winter. So we yeah. have a little rotten <laughs> motherfucker. All right. Well, he, he's, he's got a good prediction because it's going to be colder than a witch's tit down here. In a brass brawl laying in the snow. You know, if you're ever standing in line at the grocery store, I think they still produce the Al Manax. The, the, the farmers? Yeah. Yeah. Farmers Al Manax. I've never looked at one of those. It'll tell you exactly what you what your crops is going to do. If you got a magnifying glass, because that's some fine print in that motherfucker. The farmers around here live and die by that thing. No shit. And it's Here's never two. right. It's never right. But, yeah. they, but they think it is. So it must All be right. like the farmers. Go ahead. I was just going to say, as soon as one thing is right in that book, they go right back to it and see it. So it was in the Farmer's Almanac. It's got to be, it's got to be the thing. It's got to be real. So there's some Man. more news. What, what, hey, what all news you got there? This is some Tony news. Wait a minute. I got to get that sound bike. Tony got a new fucking bike. I did. You are the bike trading son of a bitch I have ever seen in my life. 
I I haven't traded a bike for three years. I've been I've been good. Oprah yeah, Rich, but, y'all. Oprah shit. Rich. Man, we used to talk about you being Oprah Rich. We see who's the Oprah Rich one. And didn't he just say, I'm not going down to that dealership because if I go in that dealership, I'll buy that bike. I'm not going to do knew, that shit. I knew when I saw the fucker on the launch that I was going to buy that bike. <laughs> I mean, I did. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm going to buy that fucking bike. Well, well, let me you know, know what you bought. I bought a 2021 Street Bob 114. Congrats. Tony finally has a rocket between his legs. Yeah, it's it it moves pretty good. And I I mean I still gotta get some miles on it so I can really open it up, but uh it it's a cool bike. I, I dig it. I'm pretty excited about this one. If you're in the market for a for a uh like new soft tail slim, there's one sitting at Bluegrass Holler Davidson with less than a thousand miles on it. I think I think it's already gone. They got a one of, one of Tony's got... fans came and bought that thing. I was gonna say, did you sign that before you like traded no, that in? I, I think that went pretty quick. They had, I guess, they had some people online for it when I brought it in. As I say, it's probably got it's got Cox prints all over it. It uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made. I was up there today because I went up there today because they got the CVOs in. I wanted to take a look at them. I didn't see it. I mean, it wasn't in there, so I assume that it's gone. I don't know. The CVOs, they're beautiful motorcycles. They're just crazy expensive. Oh. Harley did a good fucking number on their their paint this year. Did they? Yeah, even though everybody said it was just paint, but they fucking crushed the paint. They did a good job on paint. And I'll tell you what they don't have this year. You don't get a fucking parts book anymore. They quit printing them. Did they really? Yeah, you used to, when you bought a bike, you would get a parts yeah. catalog, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nay, nay, those are oh, gone. Oh, boy. Well, there you nay, go. nay. No parts book for you. Hey, they're in the 21st century now. You know, you can get online and look that shit up. I know it. (laughs) But it was always nice to sit on the couch and thumb through the parts book. It's like the Sears catalog to him. Yeah. He's got to have it. JCPenney catalog. Mm -hmm. There was a whole lot of bras in the JCPenney catalog. There sure was. (laughs) And for some reason, those old pages always stuck together. They were. (laughs) (laughs) They were. When I got old enough, I realized I could just tear them out, and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Okay. To- Tony don't look at stamps. Oh. No. Fox <laughs> snot. No, God. <laughs> oh, Peter. Snot <Pace>. rocket. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's jump into Kawasaki first. Oh, Mike, All right. <sighs> Mike, you are very familiar with this brand. I know you are. Oh, the Kawasaki's. And what's back this year, Mike? What's back? The KLR 650. The KLR has made a triumphant return. Now, it made a better return than Harley's launch event. (laughs) It it made a bigger (laughs) splash than that, but it didn't, it at least made ripples on the water. Because I mean, you know, it's, it's the same damn bike. It's just the same bike, but they, they fuel injected it. So now it's got fuel injection. They did, and they, they have a, a, a multi-function display instead of the old analog dials. Yeah, and, and see, that's a that's a very good thing. LED lights. Yes, yeah. LEDs. That was a big thing too. And they have yeah. the, and they have three different versions of it. Just not the KLR. They have the Traveler and the Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just depends on how much factory OEM accessories you want on your motorcycle. Yeah. Now, Mike, let, purchase. let me ask you this because you had. The KLR, the last year that they made it, and yeah. yours was carbureted, right? So 
Correct. coming from somebody who who has ridden this bike, ridden it as a carbureted version of this bike with mm-hmm. an you know analog display. Do you think the fuel injection and the digital display are going to be upgrades to a bike that was built like a tank that could go through anything? Or is it just another it's thing to break? My So their price point, they kept the price point at, the, you know, basically the same. Yeah, it's $6,700. But what they, bucks. But what what, they what's did. What's the price point? $6,700. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and the fully decked out one with the engine guards and all that is seventy. Seventy-eight ninety-nine or seventy-nine ninety-nine or something, but all of the bikes have ABS now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, if you buy the the twenty eighteen and back, you're going to get carburetor, no ABS. Or you buy the twenty twenty-one, twenty twenty-two, whatever, whatever year they're bringing it out. But, so l- let me ask you this, Mike, being a, a, an adventure rider like you are, or a dual sport rider, is ABS something that's is it a hindrance off road? Yes no? and no. I mean, so ABS, when you're going, when you're going slow, your ABS isn't going to work anyway. You know, like if you're going two miles an hour, your brakes, like say you're, say you're trying to uh, go down a hill or whatever else, you know, it's not going to just have ABS. The benefit of where ABS or something like that, you know, you, you still have to have brake control. You still have to, can't even think of what the hell it's called when you pull the the brake lever stopping yeah 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 it's exactly yeah yeah when you when you stop no you um you you got like a linear feel or what you still have to have good brake control when you're going down a hill or anything like if it's rocky or muddy or whatever but the abs would help you in a gravel situation Whereas you're, you're coming down the road and a a deer comes out or, or a car pulls out and it's going to benefit you on road as well, because you can straight up lock the shit out of the front and rear tires on that bike. Yeah. But the ABS is going to help you as far as a touring aspect on asphalt and on gravel, but in a technical riding scenario, ABS really is sort of like a moot, it's a moot point. point. So, with these other bikes in the Kawasaki lineup, have you all seen the W? Yes. The W is my favorite bike they make. Yeah, it's uh, the W800. Is this a new bike? No. It's the Retro Classic W800 at $9,200. And it is, it's a looker, man. I'm looking it up. Oh, that is cool looking. I like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a looker. It's a good looking bike. I yeah, give it it a hard look. If I had a Kawasaki dealership nearby me, I'd be going to look at one. I'd give it a hard Heck look too. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to afford a second bike, but goddamn, I'd love to test it, test ride it. They also yeah. have uh, the Z nine hundred RS. The Z nine hundreds back in the seventies were considered widow makers because they were so fast and people were wrecking them all, all the time. And uh, huh. that is back. That Z900 RS with the Cafe Racer fairing, that yeah. thing is dope too. Jeez, that thing is nice. Yeah, it's a cool bike. It's a good looking bike, man. God hmm. damn, that's nice. But I tell so you what, what Mike. What the, was the other one that you said, Tony? The W? The yeah, W. The W800. W800. And they have an 800 Cafe. It has its own category. If you go to the website, it just says W. Or if you're from that Texas, W800 Cafe. W. Oh, that is dope. Yep. Yeah. That is so nice. Wow. Yeah. They yeah. really up they really up their game. 
they really crazy. they really up the game now it's not a fast bike i mean you're under 50 horsepower but it's a it's an urban rider that's what it's it an is. urban rider yeah. but i mean at a the price point their most expensive one is 97 9 90 yeah i mean the price price is right to me that falls into like the yamaha bolts the sporties it, they're all kind of in that that same playing field mm-hmm. yeah 10 grand i tell you what yeah. i said this before but the the klx 300 really caught my yeah. eye too yeah the klx yeah. klx 300 they, that's KLX for 2021 300. yeah yeah and there's the sm too which looks it's a little beefier there's more to it there's more there's more panels on it it's looks like it's got a little more comfortable seat but the, i'll tell you what the, the klx 230 rs that's like sitting on a goddamn handrail dude there's nothing there no <laughs> i'd have to do a wet banana bat wing the whole time that's i had the klr 250 Ouch. for a while just going back to the klr i'm glad they brought it back but the no, upgrades that they the, the the upgrades that they did to it brought it into the future but it's still the same motor <laughs> it's still the same five-speed transmission if it's not it's, broke don't fix it it, you is know, heavy, it is heavier though i mean it's, it's a heavier. heavy son of a bitch but i mean for a 650 is there anything else out there in that price point mm, in that style of bike not really no and not only that, I mean, the end of the day, it's fucking bulletproof. No, Mike, let me ask this. I mean, that bike yeah. was around for what, 32 years? A long ass time. Yeah, about, 80, about, 86 or 87, 87, I think was the first year. Okay. So they canned it and then brought it back. Why? Because it is the most, it is, if it's not the most popular motorcycle they sell, it is one of the most popular well, motorcycles. They, they, they also, those KLRs have a cult following too. <clears throat> so it was probably yeah. by customer yeah. feedback to bring it back, you think? It's a bike that fits a bill that no one else really has. You know, mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a bigger displacement motor, yes, but it comes with a really big gas tank. It's a dual-purpose Swiss Army knife tractor is okay. what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't do anything well. It does everything good. Okay. And good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I personally think in the Kawasaki lineup, the KLR 650, that W800, and the Z900 are my three top bikes. Yeah. Dude, if yeah. I, other, yeah, other if, than that, it's just they release some <clears throat> more ninja models. I don't give a shit about those. You're right, <laughs> but, but, they did, but they did release them, though, and we are a – entire motorcycle lineup podcast we, we ain't talking we about are. fucking harleys right now tony we're, we've been talking about fucking kawasaki's for 20 minutes but you know you got to said i didn't care lineup. for a ninja how does that make me a kawasaki hater girls girls <laughs> God, he hates sport bikes that's what I, it is i am too old for a sport bike i can't i can't do it anymore not with your that's back a, not with my back not no. with his inseam either. No. <laughs> That's a pegging position is what that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, truth. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, if, if I was I'm with I'm kind of with Tony. I don't really give a shit about the sport bikes that they make. But I will tell you this, that W bike and that Z900, both those are badass bikes. I mean, if, if I was looking at one of those bikes, that Z900, that, that is that thing is a really nice bike. I think the 
The W is a little bit more classic. The Z900 yeah. seems like it's got a little bit more of some modern stylings with the, the upswept exhaust and that kind of stuff. And, right. uh, and, and you know, the, the, uh, the W I think is like 900 or 743 CCs or something, but man, those are, I'm a Harley guy. You guys know it, but those are, those are good looking bikes. Really well, good looking. As you all are making me feel bad about the ninjas. I did go in and I looked and their most popular ninja is gone. Was the what Ninja was 250? It's the Ninja 300 now. They don't. That's gone too. What? Yes, the Ninja 400 is the new one. Oh wow! That's actually really really good because the Ninja 300 was a turd. Well, yeah, but I mean the Ninja 250 though. That was a what was it? A three thousand dollar motorcycle, brand new. That was the pinnacle of sport bike starter bikes. Yeah, I mean, half the was, people in my MSF course said I'm getting a Ninja 250. I yeah, because like, I mean, you could pick a brand new one up for under thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, yes, it was underpowered as shit. Well, yeah, it was a 250, but I mean, I yeah, think, they did I away think with that, it. I think that the manufacturers are realizing that rather than stick someone on a 250 or a 300, stick them on a 400, and they might actually stay on the motorcycle longer. Now, hang on. I'm sitting here. We were talking about the Harley CVOs being $52,000. Here's Uh a Ninja H2R at $55,000. Holy crap. Have you seen seen the performance specs on a Ninja H2R? I have not. That is a (laughs) race-ready fucking beast that's kind of, that's, it's a track bike it is yeah i mean at fifty five thousand dollars that son of a bitch better have it's, some type of it's supercharged there's actually a compartment right in the front by the tank tony where you can open it up and put your wiener i was gonna say <laughs> that son of a bitch better have a flashlight in the tank somewhere <laughs> got a glory hole installed <laughs> and it's really not for that it's just to hold you on <laughs> so mike do you know um because you own Super i mean i guess I owned, a, I owned a kawasaki too but do you know do they have a lineup that holds their value or do they drop significantly it's going to be pretty much like any import motorcycle hey i mean even honda the value goes away but it doesn't go away as quick as, you know, other brands or whatever, because, you know, everybody buy Honda and it'll last you forever, basically. But, but it, it does drop value, but that's with any import motorcycle. Harley so, by far has everyone beat on value retainment. So in the, so, in the metric world real quick, what's the pecking order? So what would you consider the top manufacturer of metric bikes? Would mm. that be Honda? I wouldn't necessarily say on, it depends on what category you're talking what about. What you're looking at. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause like cruiser wise, you could go with Yamaha. They make a really good cruiser. They make a really good sport bike. Uh, Suzuki, of course, makes a really good cruiser and a really good sport bike. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any losers in that aspect. So there's no like pecking order of like Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki. They're all. No, you're, you're every manufacturer has their own styling cues that you look for when you're looking for a motorcycle. Okay. And, and that's really all it comes down to is styling. I mean, there's going to be people that are just straight up. Oh, Hey, I won't ride nothing but a red motorcycle. And so they go buy a Honda. And then you get people that are, you know, Suzuki, 
whatever or or kawasaki green or you know yamaha blue i mean you know that's what i'm saying is as far as metric motorcycles the top you know suzuki yamaha kawasaki and honda you can't go wrong with they're all created equal excuse me they're all created equal pretty much depending on what style of bike you're looking for yeah on what on your style don't you think that they're don't you think that each like segment of metric bike that they all kind of have their their like home run hitter like <clears> Honda <throat> forever has had you know kind of the 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 Cadillac of touring bikes locked up forever yeah for sure you know i mean their their gold wing is is the top of the line you know the top of the line has every feature you can get so cuz i mean if you're going to compare a gold wing Kawasaki does not have a touring bike that competes with the gold wing i mean they have a they have a couple of touring oh. bikes and that they have the Vaquero, which looks a little bit like a spaceship, but I don't think that that, that bike does not compete with a Goldwing. I I'm looking at their street, uh, I guess it would be under street. Wouldn't it? What are you uh, talking about? The Vulcan and the Concords. Yeah. The, you know what? Yeah. The Vulcan, yeah, the, the Vulcan, <clears throat> they, they changed the Vulcan. It looks a little bit more like a, what was that Honda that came out a couple of years ago or a few years back? Um, the Fury. The Fury. It's there, still the, it's still there. The Fury is. Yeah, yeah. it's okay, still well, there, the, man. The I, to me the the Vulcans look like the Honda Fury now, um, where they used to look like a little had a little bit more classic styling. Now they have a classic styling Vulcan, but they also have these other ones that look like Fury kind of. It, it yeah. seems like, and you know, it might piss some of our listeners off, but it seems like the metric companies, the, the Japanese companies, they have a hard time grasping the, the, the cruiser touring bikes as far well, as styling goes. So when you're trying to compete with Harley and Indian, cause you know, Yamaha owns Poli- or Polaris owns Yamaha. Yeah. And so when you, you know, and Polaris of course also owns Indian. So Yamaha and Polaris and Indian are all the same company entity basically but when you are a metric motorcycle and you're trying to compete with a harley harley has better quality they retain their values so if you're wanting a if you're wanting to buy one you're going to buy one yes you're going to pay more for it but at the same time it's going to keep your value you know your box is going to keep your value but i mean as far as styling goes so i got all these pages open Probably the closest styler that I find is Honda. Their their shadow, arrow, and the phantom. I mean, yeah. You change yep. the air cleaner on that from a distance, I don't think you could tell the difference. Yeah. Exactly. And who rides a shadow phantom? That would be me. That would be Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I still love my bike. Let's move on to the Hondas because Mary's excited about the Honda. And they do Everybody. have a shit ton of bikes. They sure do. Everybody get ready to get your red wings. <laughs> get your red oh, wings. Oh boy. I do love a Honda. Y'all know I love a Honda. I'll tell you what they do have, and it's a goofy looking motherfucker, but it is I I kind of dig it, is the Super Cub C one twenty five. Yep. <laughs> I mean it's a goofy bastard, but it it's a it's a fucking icon. Tony, I could see you yeah, going on the road in your flip-flops on that motherfucker. <laughs> Truth. I'd look like a monkey trying to fuck a football on that thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Honda had a lot of changes this year, a lot. Dustin, how many did you say they had? You know, 
20 something. No, everywhere I looked, there was a different number. One place I saw nine, one place I saw 17, but. Okay. I thought you said 20 something. I'll just sum it into a shit ton. A shit ton. So it's a lot of bikes. Yeah. So they made a lot of their models um, Euro 5 friendly this year, which has to do with, of course, what's the word I'm looking for? Emissions. Just lost it. Thank you. Emissions. Yes. Flatulence. Flatulence. So there were changes all the way across the board on a lot of their models, but I'm going to talk about three specifically that I'm excited about starting with probably my third choice would be the Honda Grom. The Grom. What did they do to the Grom? The Grom. So depending on what, which country you're in, some, some countries call it the Grom. Some countries call it the MSX 125, but it's the same exact thing. Um, so they have updated their engine. They have the 125cc air-cooled engine. I think it's the same engine that was in the Cub, the Super Cub, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Um, and then they have, they've paired that with a five-speed transmission. The big thing, I guess, is they went for like a more retro look this time. And they added interchangeable body panels so that you could kind of do your own thing with it and change it up. I am looking at it now. Are you? Yes. What's yeah. that? The Grom? The, the, the Grom. And I'll tell you what. It's a cool fucking motorcycle. <laughs> I think it would be a blast to ride. But I think $3,400 is a crazy amount of money for that fucking thing. Yeah, no. it's under five k. No. $3,500 and that thing is nearly bulletproof. It yeah. doesn't go over 40 miles an hour, though, does it? Yes. It'll probably hit 55 on a good day. 55 or if you, depending on the weight of the rider, Ryan, you probably couldn't get it above 50 because of your <laughs> big, tall ass. <laughs> you probably couldn't steer it either because your knees would be hitting handlebars. But this is true. The captain um, here would catch too much wind. He would. He's, he's a very, very parachutey type of guy. But <laughs> if you, you know, most people get anywhere from 55 to 60. Let and me ask you guys this. Is that trail, is the trail really supposed to go off-road? Is that the trail 125? That it, fucker looks like a moped. We're not it to does. that one yet. Okay, don't, don't steal my thunder. We're not I, to I, that I one yet. Oh, God damn. All right. Ryan's a thunder thief. <laughs> I will say at those Groms, because my son is, he's wanting a bike really bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. a Grom would be perfect. Those hold their value. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. I mean, okay. you're going to pay three grand for a three-year-old one. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But ev- but really everybody did. buys them because they're, they are a lot of fun in moderation. They're sort of like having somebody with really young kids over. It's fun to be around really young kids and have a good time with them, give them a cookie and make them happy. But you really don't want them to stay at your fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> Or so, you, you have a lot of fun riding it, but you don't want anybody to see you on it. Are we talking yeah. about kids? People with kids are like dating a stripper because it sounds like the same thing to me. <laughs> see, I would rather have the monkey. You would rather have or, the monkey instead of me the grom. Too. I'd rather have the monkey. The thing with the grom is that it's you'll play hell trying to blow that thing up. It's nearly indestructible. It's built like a damn tank, and you can go out here and wheelie it and do fun hoonigan hooligan hoonigan well, i don't know it's the same the motor is. across all the mini motos though isn't it the monkey the super cub the trail and the grom 
They're all yes. carrying the same motors. The one. Are we stealing well. Mary's thunder here? We are. It's okay. No, it's fine. Okay. No, it's fine. No, no, he's no. Right. So, he's right. so I want you to keep on going about the Grom. Okay. So, um, believe it or not, they skipped the 2021 model and they went straight to the 2022 model. Um, and it's supposed to come out in the spring of this year. Those motherfuckers. All right. Yep. So they ain't doing so, 2021. They just went right to the 2022. Hmm. And from what I read, they have not released the colors for the U.S. yet. Um, just, I guess, maybe the European colors. But what caught my attention there is they've got silver metallic. They've got the gunpowder, black metallic, and gaiety red. Oh, gaiety red? That's, gaiety? that's what it said, gaiety red. How do you spell that? It's With a G? G-A-Y-E-T. Is that a word of the day? The word of the day is. Is that a word? <laughs> Gaiety. Yeah. Gaiety. The right. word of the day is gay yeti. Gay yeti. There you go. When you're in the woods, you got to watch out for that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get pegged his, for sure. His name's Ryan. He likes to spork. <laughs> I just like it because it looks like a fun little bike, and I would love to ride one, period. Yeah, it does look. So what else is new in the Midi Moto line? Um, so I don't know anything else about that one, to be honest. That's That's everything that caught my attention on that one. And they still right. got the Super Cub. They do still have the and Super they, Cub. And the and the the monkey. The monkey. And, and the Trail 125. We're, we'll get there in a minute on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Moving on. Okay. So got, my second pick would be the Honda Rebel 1100. And I know mm. Mike's <clears> been <throat> drooling over that bike. I sure have. Right. I, I have a problem with that bike. Okay. Tell us what it is. It's ugly. I'm just going to say it. I have no, I have no nice, there's no nice way to say it. I like it. Do you? I do. I like it. My problem is it has the same problem that the street had in the Harley lineup. That tank kills it. Yeah. I mean, the fucking thing's at a 45 degree angle. It is different. Well, it's at a 45 degree angle because of the frame. You're just defending my point. I, it's kind of hard. No, I mean it's kind of hard to make a damn different style tank when the frame comes down at that angle. It it's just a. It may be the frame that that's throwing me off. I don't know what it is about the bike, but it just throw. There's something about the lines that throw me off. Tony's not a fan. I think you're just used to looking at a V twin. Maybe. I think that's exactly what it is because yeah. it's the way the. So if you look at the 300 and the 500, which they had. Yep. It those are also it's, available. It's almost identical. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's an identical and, bike. Yeah, it's just got a huge motor in it. It just has a bigger motor in it, and there's just something about that Rebel lineup there that just I don't know. Maybe if I saw it in person, I would think differently. Yeah, not a not a fan of the Rebel. Did I'm, I read I'm that correctly? It's got the same engine as the Africa Twin. Did I read that? I thought the African Twin was packing a twelve, but it, it may I, I may be, no. It's a, well, no. It's they have a Rebel eleven hundred. So the Africa Twin used to be a thousand cc motorcycle, and in 2020 or 2021 they upped and went up 100 cc. And so yes, sure. it's the same. Basically, it's the same motor that they offer in the Africa Twin, which is a hundred horsepower. One thousand eighty four cc liquid cooled is what's in the a new Africa Twin. I will oh, say oh. one thing that's impressive when the Rebel Eleven Hundred. Mm-hmm. What's is that? The weight. Yes, 487 pounds. That is light. It is light. That is 100 horsepower with a parallel twin motor 
on a bike that weighs less than 500 pounds. It'll scoot. That, that thing yeah, is going to be, I'm dude, it's going to be a damn rocket. That's a rocket ship right there. It does. Is what it, that is. It, it's, got a, it's, light. And it's less. It prices less than 10,000. Ninety-two, ninety-nine. Yeah, base models ninety-two, ninety-nine. I will yeah. say that I don't think that would keep up with a twelve hundred or twelve hundred sporty. Would not keep up with that bike. No, 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 no. Nope. I agree. I would like to see a Harley would beat it off the line. Did you say beat it off? Did you say so, a Harley would beat it off? Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you gotta beat it off. Well, you know, you know him, you know him. That's where the chaps came from. You gotta watch out for them, Harley. Guys. As I'm looking at this rebel more. Yeah. I think, He's becoming a fan. No. I think <laughs> it's got a, a, a cross look between a cruiser and a naked sport bike, is what is what I'm getting off of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it has a it has a Ducati monster feel to it in a with yeah, a, on a cruiser platform i think it's the frame that's i don't know they're sucking fucking something on it it's killing i think but honda t- i think honda screwed the pooch with the phantom by not making the exhaust pipes black i'll have oh. to agree with that those yeah See, i disagree god damn it i, I like took, a little chrome i took mine off well yeah i put different pops on all together because honestly i hated those pops i hated the way they look and i hated the way they sounded but it comes back into everyone's got their specific styling cues that they like. That's true. Uh, uh, an exhaust, something somebody can change that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if the, the if you the, don't like the frame or gas tank, you're going to buy Phantom something else. Is a classic looking cruiser bike, which is exactly yes, is. why I chose it because I yes. wanted something that looked that had that look to it, but that was short enough to fit me yeah and i mean it it has all it has everything that a classic cruiser should have as far as looks go i mean it, it it's absolutely there. yep yeah. and it's got a huge tank on it i love the tank on my bike oh my god i can go like 180 to 200 miles on one tank of gas no the line, line if you look at the side profile it it's the best looking <laughs> cruiser that honda has yeah, I agree. Hands to hands. I agree. Hands. This down. is my opinion, yeah. of course, but it's the best looking cruiser they have. Yeah. Yeah. With that name, though, the Phantom. I mean, it would be. I think just if they just put black pipes on it, it would be much more sinister. It would be kind of. I don't know. That's just me. I like black. I don't like you chrome. kids and your blacked out bikes. Chrome can fuck off. Right. I like we're, a we're little. We're gonna have chrome. some sort of wager, and if you lose, you're gonna polish all my chrome on my bike <laughs> <laughs> with your beard. <laughs> 25 inch stand over height. I could step over that bike. 25 yes. inch over. I could just step over it. You could. It's that very comfortable. Fucking wonderful to me. It well, is very comfortable. Mary, I'm sitting on the fucker at MMM because I just want to. Honey, you can ride it. I will let you ride it. I'll let any of y'all ride my bike. Uh, you can zip mine around, around the lot or whatever you want to. But I just, yeah. yeah, I'm really in the mood to go check out some more bikes. I thought I'm going to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. But it just sucks <laughs> that you can't go to any of these dealerships and ride anything. No, Same. they will not. You got to go on Same demo here. day. Uh, with yeah. a metric bike, you have to go on a demo a day, demo basically. Day. And and that's the way they all are. They're not. It's not just Honda. It's not just Kawasaki. Right. I mean, yeah. unless you are Indian in with your dealer. Thing. Every time I go into a metric dealership, <clears throat> I always feel like I'm bothering people. It's, yeah. It's not very friendly. I mean, it yeah. just may be the ones that are around me, but. All dealerships are hit and miss. I've been into Harley yeah, dealerships where I didn't true. feel comfortable. But I mean, I've been into Knee House here, 
Nihau. Nihau. Nine times out of ten, I'll go in there and nobody asks me if I want help. Usually nobody's in there but, but me and, and the right. people they have on staff. But Busy thumb punch in their buttholes. The finger <laughs> pop in their assholes. Man. What's up with you? What's up with you guys and butt stuff tonight? <laughs> I, you were the one about talking backing up into a doorknob. Yeah, shy. but that was one comment in <laughs> ten minutes worth of butt stuff. <laughs> All right, we're kidding. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so right. my number one, number one Honda pick, of course. Now everybody knows is the Honda Trail One Twenty Five. I'm like so excited about this because literally that is the bike that I learned to ride on was the Honda trail mini. So I'm I'm stoked. I am stoked that they are like producing these again. It just, it brings back memories and I just want to jump on one and just go for a fucking ride. They don't produce it over here, but they do have over in other countries, the Hunter trail, which is a, fucking awesome looking motorcycle what's it called the hunter trail yeah it's a trail 125 but it's the hunter edition it's got a rack on the back like this one does but it's got like side a side rack so you can carry your deer out yeah (laughs) now and i've actually watched reviews on the trail 125s because i had thought about buying one and I they're actually one. decent motorcycles just to, you know, if you're wanting to have something cheap that you might have to get off of and push through a big mud hole, but it's cheap. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not, you're not paying 10 grand for a dirt bike. You're paying, exactly. you know, dollars $3, for Under something 4, that'll, 000, yep. that'll go everywhere. Exactly. It's, it's, it's cool too. And Mike, I got a question for you. What did they no. update on your bike? So the CRF 450, they they updated the names. But in the R version, they went with a completely different head design. Okay. Um, they just redesigned the frame. They redesigned the plastics, unlike the attachment points and the, the way that the plastics were designed. Uh, graphics, all that. But like the, the CRF 450R, it's got 60 horsepower, I think. So and it weighs two hundred and thirty something pounds, two hundred and forty something pounds. I don't know the exact weight on it, but I know it's fucking fast. Well, I know <laughs> one thing. That's a mean. They're they're fucking mean looking bikes, dude. I'd put on a beret and get a fucking loaf of bread and ride that Super Cub all over town. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, wee wee. Honda's got a shit ton of fucking motorcycles, dude. They yeah, sure they do. do. Holy I mean, balls. I'm sitting here looking. I mean, there is a fucking shit ton of motorcycles. But one thing that Honda did come out with, they they had the CRF 250. Mm-hmm. And the CRF 250L, it was a good bike. And it's still a good bike. But it was a little underpowered. They, it looks like they got the 300. They went now. with the 300, yep. Yeah. And they upped it 50 cc's, called it a 300. And... It got a little bit of a power boost, a little bit of a power increase. Um, The styling and everything is basically the same, Um, but they've got that. And then they've got the rally, which comes with the bigger, uh, bigger tank, bigger plastics. Um, It's more of a sort of a road touring, you know, like a smaller dual sport bike. So as I'm thumbing through all these motorcycles, Mm -hmm. I don't see 
Honda really doesn't have a standard bike like Kawasaki, like a retro bike. They don't. That was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, they don't they, have they don't have anything that looks old. No, they don't have like a retro bike, except for like the Super Cub and the Trail. Right. I, it seems like they're they're going with the retro with the Mini Moto line. But if you'll think back when Honda back in the day their retro bikes were the 125 and the 90s and the and the 100s and the 50s and that's what a lot of people bought and a lot of people buy those still today because they're so inexpensive and so reliable yeah they really don't have a, a standard bike which is and on that trail 125 they changed the seat it it had the longer seat on it before kind of like the bike you were talking about earlier the w and they've changed the seat on it now where it's more narrow in the front. Because my cousin and I used to ride two up on that. Like when one of the trail bikes would break down, we'd ride two up. So why are they still making the fucking Fury? Let's just call this out right now. This is the dumbest <laughs> fucking knows? motorcycle I've ever seen. I mean, OCC called. They want their knockoff back. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. hideous. Isn't that that whole like chopper style that was popular what 10 years ago that's kind of fucking dead isn't it i mean it it has lost its it, it's lost its luster but people still like that styling that type of styling they've obviously sold more than a hundred <laughs> i guess or else they i've just never keep... seen one on the road here i mean i've never seen one here in louisville never they probably just if have i did their... i probably blocked it out of my memory <laughs> honestly they probably... haven't seen one here either tony so I think they just have their dealerships grind the frame down and stamp in a new number for the next year model. 1312cc V-twin. That's a big motor. That is a big motor. How many, cubic inch, how many cubic inch does that come down to? Like a 110 or 105? Well, the, the 107 is what? Eight, 1700. 1,700 cc's? Yeah, almost, almost 1,800 cc's. Yeah, almost 18, 17 and change. So it's a 90. That's or like, an 88 cubic inch. What the hell is it under? Ugly. Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 10,599, and it's and it still looks the same fucking thing as it did 10 mm -hmm. years ago. It hasn't changed. It's and got chopper wanna, styling. It and while you're in the cruiser lineup, look at that fucking mm -hmm. CTX 700 NDCT ABS. What <laughs> yeah. a fucking name. That looks that like motherfucker reminds me, Tony. That reminds me of the street. Yes, it does. Like that is the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> is that the scoot? Is that the big scooter? Ah, fuck! It must. I'm pretty be. sure it's a scooter. It is. It's no, a it's futuristic. It's it's a futuristic looking motorcycle. They hmm. have a they have a scooter section on their website, and mm -hmm. what the fuck is this ruckus I see? <laughs> the ruckus, the Honda <laughs> ruckus, dude. Yeah, yeah buddy. The 2022 <clears throat> ruckus. <clears throat> That I'll ride the bomb. shit out of the ruckus. They take those things and they put like different crazy tires on them. There's a couple guys in town here that they have ru a ruckus that will go 70. It looks yeah. like it has like a little like under the seat, like a compartment for your purse. It does. <laughs> like you can slide something up under there. <laughs> Scooters do. They got, a, they got a little place under the seat for you. The guy that yeah. rides a Metropolitan for sure goes to a hairdresser to have his haircuts done. Or his beard straightened. Or his beard blown. <laughs> and Ryan happens to know because he goes there to have his beard stuff taken care of. Yep. I ride my Metropolitan to the hairdresser and have my beard trimmed. That Metropolitan reminds me of the uh, 
like the vino and the uh i can't remember the fucking name yep a, it's a, a, um, a, a pre- no, vespa it's not a, pre- yeah. a vespa vespa yeah, yeah. sounds Damn like old. the jetsons yeah <laughs> you're talking sure. about an expensive fucking thing look how much those vespas are they're hot you get a shocker if you get a vespa you get a shocker dude <laughs> i mean they're crazy expensive for what oh they are oh, <laughs> you go down to the hill in st louis which is an italian community you'll see them all over hey Tony likes the wee wee he likes the wee wee <laughs> i'll yeah. tell you what man you get a little 125 scooter those fuckers are a blast See, spread your legs, haul beer all day. Ain't that right? You could, I mean, you could just jump on that fucker with flip flops and shorts and just gone right down the street. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have have pounded Honda in in the dirt. Plus, what's our next one? Indian, right? Oh, fuck. Let's have fun with this one. (laughs) It's a far superior motorcycle. The block long motorcycle. Give me 40 acres and I'll turn this rig. Around. I'll turn this rig around. <laughs> now, Ryan, they did release a new model this year. I thought maybe you would dig because you're all about the, the murdered out style. The vintage dark horse. Yes. I just saw that. It's another one of those that's a block long, but it's, uh, it's, it's darkness. It, it is. Yep. Darkness so they, they also, they also recategorize their, their, um, their bikes a little bit from what I've seen in the past, which I thought was interesting. So they have the scout, the FTR, then they have a cruiser lineup, a bagger lineup, a touring lineup, then the dark horse series, and then an elite series, which I thought was interesting. Is it the same motorcycle? It's just, they change the color on it or, you know, you know, it's kind of funny that you asked that because that's kind of what I said too. So in each one of the categories, like the scout, there's five or six bikes in here. But the difference between each one looks like a motor size and some bolt-ons. You know, like the mirrors are on the bar ends instead of on top of the bars. The motors are a little bit different. The wheels are a little bit different. So there doesn't, I mean, like even in the FTR lineup, right? So they have the FTR, the FTRS, the FTR Carbon, and the FTR Rally. And they're all different prices, but really like the difference between the FTR S and the FTR carbon is some body styling with some different paint on some of the areas. And they have the inverted Olin shocks on the FTR carbon. No, they're all, they're all 1200s, right? Uh, yeah. I th- yeah. All the FTRs are 1200s. Yep. But they yeah, just have, it, it, it used to be different the FTR styling. 1200. They dropped the 1200 from the name. So, so you got a 514 pound motorcycle with 120 a lot of horsepower with a lot of yeah. ass. Oh, yeah. Let's talk to Mary, because she's the only one of us that's ever owned a fucking Indian. All right. Will they scoot? That fucking scout would. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding when I say when you twisted the throttle, you better be hanging on because your ass would slide back in the seat. Which one did you guys have? Because there's a Scout 60, a Scout Bobber, a regular no. Scout, a Scout Bobber she, 20. She uh, had the scout, the regular Scout. The regular Scout. As far as weight, it was the exact same weight as my Phantom, but power-wise, twice the power. So what was it that you didn't like about it? It wasn't as comfortable. Did it feel like stretched out, like long? um, Because they're long. Yeah, a little bit, but also um, like the, the ride to me wasn't as smooth. The only way I can describe it is like on my Phantom, I felt like I was one with the road like blended with the road 
on that, I felt like I was a little bit higher up, like I was a little unstable, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So, yeah, yeah that and just the heat coming off of that engine was unbearable. Liquid-cooled engine put out that much heat. It is hot as fuck. That's amazing. Yeah, and like I said, we asked other people that had that same bike or other people that had different Indians, hey, is your engine, like, hot? Does it put off a lot of heat? And they were like, yeah, it does. It's not just you. I tell so you, I, anything, anything over okay. 90 degrees in the summer on my sports truck, I could have cooked a fucking egg on that thing. Yeah, I literally burnt the inside of my leg with jeans on several times on that thing. It was just that hot. God damn. I hear everybody say how they really, a lot of people that like Indians like the styling of the motor, right? Mm-hmm. My problem is, is that it looks to me like the tank is sitting directly on top of the motor. And I wish they would have, I wish they would have raised the backbone so the tank was off of the motor and you could see through that area. You know what I mean? Like you can on a sporty or you can on some of the other V twins where you can see the top of the engine. You can see through it. It makes it look more mechanical. That motor looks like it's been shoehorned into that bike. And yeah. I'm oh, Ryan, you're a goddamn genius. You're right. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan you're of right. that. I look. was sitting here looking at it and I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Because if you look at that scout bobber 60 right now, that blue one with that black motor and the new wheels they have on that bike. Yeah. By the way, that's that, a that that blue color is pretty. That yeah, that's a bad nice. that's a bad looking bike. But I hate the way that that motor looks like it's shoehorned in there against the tank. It's if true. they lifted that motor up so you could see through that and you had air underneath there, I think it would look way better. Yeah, I think you're right. It, like if you look at it, there's space between the back of the engine. Yeah, a little bit more in the front. It looks like it's sitting directly on top of it. If they raised the the front end of that tank a little bit, yep, it would. I think it would clean the lines up from yep. it going to the seat, and I think it, aesthetically the motor would look better on the bike. Yep. See, I I disagree. Mike disagrees. That's okay. And That's the fine. reason, I mean, you know, I mean, potato potato, but right, they kept the tank where it's at to keep the center of gravity down. Well, because talking, there's nothing I'm with an inch the, and a half. Right. Not yeah. a lot. Well, right. But I mean, hell, you know, you know, you guys ought to know it better than anybody. If you put a tank lift on your Sportster, it, I mean, it causes a butterfly effect in the damn solar I didn't system. Notice anything. If you put a, hey, if you put a tank lift on it, you lose gas mileage. You use tank, you lose tank capacity, <laughs> performance. <laughs> all it, kinds of shit. It all throws, of a sudden you're. Your three-gallon tank only holds 2.5 gallons. I, I, I will say in person that these Indians are impressive looking, but the styling's just not for me. But I like the styling cues on the Indian, like the cam, uh, the little cam buttons underneath, like where the valve covers are, the cam yeah. plugs, because that has an eye on it for Indian. Like they've done really good touches all over the bike to make it look aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the Power Stroke a turd though, or the Thunderstroke engine? The Thunderstroke was a turd, yeah. The only thing that I could criticize, so I, I, so I look at their bagger line, and you know they still have that classic fender that covers up half the wheel, which is not my jam. Not a fan. But what I do like <laughs> is if you look at their bagger line, they put the Chieftain and the Challenger, you know, twenty one, twenty two thousand dollars. I mean, that Challenger is a is a bad bike for $22,000. I, I really hate the Indian head on the um, front fender. 
I think it would be a cleaner line if they took that off. I mean, I understand why they did it. I'm not a fan of that either. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of motorcycle for 22,000. You guys seem they're porkies. probably going to have to take it off here soon. Mm, Washington Football to... Club. Well, they, may have to re- they may have to rename the bikes. <laughs> yeah. oh, <Lord. laughs> Imagine that. Ugh. Have you guys seen Porky's? 125 Not in a very years long ago. Time. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I look at that Indian head, it reminds me of the little pig hood ornament on Porky's car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one that the cop blasts off with that shotgun at like point blank range yep <laughs> i can imagine tony doing that with a shotgun on that fucker yeah now this is now i i have one more criticism of of their uh, of their lineup and basically there's two comparisons here the indian vintage has the leather bags it looks like a heritage and the indian springfield dark horse um is pretty much a straight up copy of the road king special even the um, cowl, even the front headlight cowl looks the same as a Road King special. Yeah, except for that fucking goddamn Cadillac front fender, whatever the fuck that is on that thing. If if you'll pay close attention to this, Mary, we I'm don't listening. own Harleys. Do you hear how much shade Tony and Ryan are trying to throw at Indy? I'm not That has been shade. a big argument for a long time. Who copied who? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fun. not throwing shade at them. I just don't like the looks of them. Um, you know. I just gave him a great compliment about how much motorcycle you get in their bagger lineup for that challenger. True. How much is a <laughs> how much is a Road King special? A Road King special Three. is a, about exactly the same price as the Indian Springfield Darko. So that's the thing. Their prices are really no different. The only thing that they really do have on Harley is the challenger is the challenger is a less expensive bike for essentially you get more you get more bang for your buck with the challenger than you do with a with a standard road glide i'm not i wouldn't make that argument the challenger you get more for the bike i mean they have the locking bags the adjustable windshield the inverted front suspension is that that air cooled is that motor air cooled or it's an air cooled air cooled motor you have more horsepower than than the road glide i mean stock straight up stock the challenger comes off the line performing better at a less expensive price than the road glide. Now the difference is is that you throw say three or four thousand dollars at both of these bikes, the Harley becomes a much better motorcycle than the Challenger because four thousand dollars is going to get you a lighter and a upgraded radio for the Challenger. You know, if you're just totally hating on Harley and you want something <laughs> that is, you know, a, a, a true contender than buy an Indian. Powerful if and you, fast. Powerful and fast. If you want to spend less money and, you know, save a few bucks and you're going to keep it and still want a very good, dependable, good riding motorcycle, buy you a metric. It goes back to what Ryan said. At the end of the day, they're all great bikes. They're all good bikes. You can't but absolutely a bad bike these days. But no. it comes down to aesthetics. Now, just like with Indian, you're talking about, well, three grand is, is going to get you, you know, a radio and whatever. Cost of ownership is a lot to look at, and that should be where your research is before you just say, hey, I want this motorcycle. But Harley and Indian's the same way. But it's a 360 fucking. Either way you go, somebody's going to end up with a dick in the butt. <laughs> And there we've come full circle. Okay, full so circle. Let's, okay, so we went over three brands. I want let, let's do this. Let's have everybody pick 
their favorite motorcycle, one bike out of one brand of all the things we discussed tonight. You already know mine. Mine's the Honda Trail 125. I'm the Kawasaki W800 all day long. All day. All day. Uh, I'm I'm with Tony. I think that one. I I really like just the FTR base model, too, because of the styling. Blacked out, and it's got the red Indian on the side of the tank. That's that's nice, but I think if I were to get a second bike from the three manufacturers we discussed tonight, the W800's on the top of my list. It's pretty bike. It is. Mike, it's what about you? Bike. I want to hear yours first, Ryan. Oh, I'm I'm with these guys, man. That W800 is a killer for me. I I, I think I I like the one with the cafe fairing though on the front of it. Just the the more traditional cafe styling. I would go for the the um. Yeah, the, the the I don't remember what the which one what model number it was, but there was one of the Kawasaki W800s at a brown seat with the cafe fairing. That thing is a that thing is a killer for me. I I love that bike, but it's it differs so much from my bike, and that's part of the reason why I like it. But that's that's my winner of of all of them. Of the bikes we talked about tonight, I would choose the Rebel 1100. I know, okay. but the bike that I want is the new street ride new street glide in the river rock gray oh oh Ooh, there you go you Ooh. heard it here you heard it here first heard it here everyone <laughs> we didn't discuss it and i was eyeballing it the whole time we were we were talking about honda was the cb 1000 r that's a bad yeah, buddy. dude mother fuck the cbr leader bike i mean the the thousand cbr that's like a honda icon isn't it thing's it been is. around for a minute yeah it's pretty though Oh, it's a yeah. beautiful bike. I know Honda doesn't, they don't experiment too much with color, but red just works. I mean, it looks like it's doing a hundred miles an hour just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you ride, whether you ride a sport bike or a cruiser or a dirt bike or a dual sport or a, a metric or a American or whatever, you know, I mean, we love all motorcycles, but it all comes down to styling and it all comes down to cost of maintenance there's a lot of different factors that roll into it but as far as new motorcycles go shit they're all good they're all great i agree i don't think you can buy a bad one nope no i agree this is what i liked about this week's topic was i got to learn a lot more about other bike manufacturers i'm glad i did there's there's so much out there i mean i couldn't believe how much honda has to offer my biggest disappointment honestly was that Honda does not have a retro offering. I mean, they're just known for that style. I think if they brought back, uh, you know, a three, I got one or you have one, right? I got one. I got the original one. If they brought back that bike or that style bike with some modern touches to it, but you know, in that styling, it would be a killer again for Honda. And I don't understand why they don't have one. I just don't. That's why I was so excited that they were bringing the trail back. I was like, what? Yeah, so and you know that I, thing's electric and kickstart has both. I think Honda has made a very good decision by not bringing back a classic retro, you know, CB350, CB400 style of bike because you can still get the parts, right? You know, for those motorcycles. But for them to start making that motorcycle again versus what they're actually going to sell. You have to look at where your money's going to be being made. And financially, I think that you have all of these retro style bikes and they look really close to the originals that they had back in the day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost them hardly anything to make them. 
and people there it's like they have a cult following and so honda can make a ton of money by making those motorcycles why would you offer a cb 300 or because CB you got you got to cut the fucking fury out of the lineup <laughs> and then right. reinduce the c and then reintroduce the cb 350 well, now if right. they did if they did that that would be amazing yeah now hold on a second the only the only thing i need to say the last thing i need to say about these is that harley is the only manufacturer of all of these that we talked about today that's only manufacturing motorcycles everybody else has something else in their lineup harley has the backing of an entire car company behind them indian has polaris and all their side-by-sides and snowmobiles mm-hmm. um you, you know kawasaki has side-by-sides and boats and everything else atvs and and harley's the only manufacturer that only makes motorcycles and that's why harley is failing <laughs> Because you must def- you must diversify your portfolio and go into different markets in, to- mm-hmm. in order to maximize your potential. Dude, Mike, no one would buy a Harley side-by-side. No one. <laughs> nope, they sure wouldn't. They wouldn't buy a Harley lawnmower. They wouldn't buy a Harley anything. They, they, they buy the Harley edition F-150 Ford that they had because I see they, those everywhere. They do buy that. That's a $55,000 truck. Yeah. All right, everybody, just like we do every week, we want to thank our miraculous Merkins for their support of the Five Dirty Biker podcast. We want to thank Matt, Chris, Kenneth, Andrew, Mike, Philip, John, Robbie, Matt, and Walter. Thank you guys very much for your support and everything that you guys do to support the Five Dirty Bikers podcast allows us to continue to put out the best product that we possibly can and to provide you guys with entertainment week to week. And we just really sincerely thank you for everything that you're doing for us. Miraculous marketing treasure, trademark weapon and ink. Speaking of somebody being specific. Uh Oh, the with banana mono word of the day. It's like Jeff, you for your mind. The word of the day is analist. Oh, here we go. Did you just say anal piss or fist? I thought he said fist. This is pretty specific. So back around to the butt stuff. Here we go. Analist. (laughs) Analist. We're going to end this episode in the rear. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Word of the day generally comes up through the rear. Oh, good Mm. lord. This one does. He's talking about truffle butter. Oh my god! That that uh, has to be the rankest urban dictionary of anything that we've ever read. It is, and you you thought it was delicious chocolate. Mm. <laughs> no one thinks it's delicious chocolate. No one. Spelling. A N. Dash upside down E. Dash L upside down E S T. Anaticals would be Anne Schwa Le Schwast. Mm. <laughs> Swallow the Schwast. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Ugh. It's a noun. It comes from unknown 17th century. 
Wow. In the 17th century, huh? Yeah. They started doing this a long time ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still a virgin if you only do it in a butt? Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> You're not getting pregnant. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no. Sperm's Unless not going to find that egg through all that shit. That is nope. one way to do it. Yeah. All deposit, no return. <laughs> hey, brings a new meaning to shitting kids. <laughs> my God. <laughs> you wonder why your kids are shitty? Now you know why. <laughs> yeah. Why you got poo on your face, son? Oh, my God. That is, there's the line. Yep. <laughs> First and only definition. Thank God. <laughs> a person who writes anals. Say <laughs> so who rides anals? <laughs> yeah. Rides. Rides. Right. Rides. Yeah. Rides. With a pen. Uh, he must. Oh, hey, he must need a shower. He's got a scratchy butthole. He's he a starfish his, drawer. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do for a living? Living. I'm, uh, I'm an anal writer. <laughs> yeah, he write, a person who writes anals. Um, hey, Tony. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> would you like for me to use analist in a sentence? Yes, I would. Okay. All right. Examples of analist in a sentence. Our commu- community's history has been preserved through written records maintained by analists. <laughs> you have to maintain we, the analyst? Yeah. When we talk about our history, it's because it's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta be all up. You gotta be ready for history class. <laughs> Second example. Second example of anal fist in a sentence. <laughs> that sounds highly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timothy decided to combine his love of baseball and history and become a sports anal fist. Mm. Was he using the bat? <laughs> yeah. It's a home run in his book. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mike what's yep. the difference between a hoe and a bowling ball you can't stick your thumb in it you can only get three fingers in a bowling ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my mm. and depending on the was hoe, that too much cut that no, out no <laughs> no no depending on the hoe you can almost get two full raccoon oh oh mm. I you forgot all about the I've, raccoons. I did too. You, I yeah. had a long time since I heard about a raccoon. Man, the raccoons just made an appearance. I'm telling you. How, how many groundhogs? <laughs> well, groundhog, groundhog. A groundhog. They did. Motherfucker. I'm telling you. I'm, I, I would say because a groundhog is more portly than a raccoon, you might only be able to get one groundhog in a rectum. You stick it Who's in testing that? <laughs> not, not I. Somebody somewhere. No. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Somebody's giving it a whirl. I guarantee they, you that. They come out like this. Say if you stick it in backwards, it's a prairie dog. 
Oh, oh there you go, Prairie Doggin. Prairie Man. Doggin, growing a monkey tail. Oh. Man, I just, I'm still grossed out by somebody trying to stick a baseball bat up their butt. <laughs> Dude, story time. I, I may have told you all this story. I'm not 100% sure. But when I lived in Florida, I had a buddy. His name was Chris, and he was an EMT. And yes. he went to on a call and this dude had lost a mini Louisville slugger oh, up his God. ass. Oh, it was, it, it was, it was bat day at the ballpark. <laughs> the mini Louisville slugger was lost in this dude's ass. <laughs> oh, it wasn't lost. He just couldn't find it. He, I mean, he was planked. They said he couldn't, he couldn't set. He was in a plank position because there was a fucking baseball bat in his ass. Oh. So, what kind of spot do you have to be hitting to use a <laughs> mini Louisville slugger in the first place? I just want to know why you let it go. <laughs> I mean, dude, that thing must have sucked up there. I don't know. <laughs> Too many blood God damn. I forgot all about that story. Jesus. Yeah, oh, I, remember going, I remember going to Bush Stadium and getting one of those on like a, a giveaway day. That's That's got to suck. <laughs> Man. I mean, his butthole so sucked early. it up like a plate full of al dente spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grossed out right now. Oh, yeah. It was in his ass. Mm. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You got a little hiccup in your giddy up. Well, I got a bat in my ass. I can't walk straight. Mm. That's quite the butt plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. There's not enough. There's not enough of a stop on the end of it. It just gets lost forever or maybe mike's, he went with that in first mike's figuring the physics out of this whole thing out i know how it happened it was like it, this like it what was that beer well that's the that's the whole problem with being ha- having a having a very uh loose starfish no i don't have loose starfish <laughs> i don't do butt stuff um <laughs> a, a problem with having a vivid imagination is every time we say something or talk about something it's the first thing that comes to mind but so i have first to thing figure that comes to mind? What was going on? I have to try to figure out what was going on in this dude's head to say, hey, man, my finger just ain't working. I need a Louisville <laughs> mini slugger. And I think that would be the ticket. And then it gets lost. I think I figured it out. Get that little bat off the dresser. Yeah. God almighty. Man. And before he started, it probably was a Hosey Canseco autographed mini slugger baseball bat. Gives a whole new meaning to hitting a home run. Mm. Man. Sure does. That was a home run. And that has been the word of the day. Keep it dirty, riders. And we'll see you next time on the FDB Podcast.